I want to personally invite you to join me and all the other Brock stars for this year's 13th live and in-person plant stock event outside of Asheville, North Carolina in the little town of Black Mountain. It's 1,500 acres is loaded with wildlife, trees, trails, streams. It is a nature wonderland. And what's also a wonderland are all the incredible speakers that you get to hang with all weekend long, like Jane and Ann Esselstyn, Dr. Will Bolshewitz of Fiberfueled, Carly Bodrug, Miss Plant U, Dr. Gemma Newman is over from the UK. We have Dr. Don Musalem from the Mayo Clinic, John Mackey, the ex-CEO of Whole Food Market Stores, myself, Brian Hart, and a special appearance by the Plant Bros. Here's the kicker. All these Brock stars are there from Friday till Sunday, and they want to rub elbows with all of you, whether it's over buffets of Plant Strong Fair for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, whether it's going on an afternoon hike, a swim, pickleball, frisbee golf, kickball, cornhole, dancing. We're having live music. It's all there in this fun weekend extravaganza that we affectionately call Plant Stock. Simply go to liveplantstrong.com and then click on Plant Stock 2024 and grab yourself a ticket before they sell out. See you there. Hello, Plant Strong Pineapples. Welcome to another episode of Snackables, where we dish and chew on all things plants. I have a special guest for you today. Her name is Carrie Barrett. And Carrie actually hails from Ohio, just like I do. And we fortuitously met for the first time back in... 2009. 2009. 2009. And where was it? And why was it? Okay, first of all, can I just say hello, my cruciferous cousins? It feels so good to be able to say that because I hear it all the time. But I have actually lived in Austin for about 24 years, but I am originally from Ohio, like you and your family. I'm from Columbus and moved to the great state of Texas and haven't left. So here's a little bit of the backstory of how we met. I was not a fit girl growing up. I (laughs) grew up in Ohio, so it was very standard Midwestern diet. I'm one of five kids. I had four older brothers, so I was the runt. I was the only girl, and so we just had a lot, like a lot of families, just a family of convenience and meals of convenience because everyone was being shuttled everywhere. So I did not grow up on a healthy plant-based diet, needless to say. I moved to Austin in 1998, and was sort of at my high point in weight, low point in self-esteem. And I was in a great job. I worked in radio and I was quote unquote living the life, but I was miserable, just miserable in my own skin. And so I decided that I was going to start running. I wanted to join a running group. And so I joined a great group called Austin Fit and In 2002, so this is why I'm backing up a little bit, it took me a while, but in 2002, 
I ran my first marathon. So I'm actually celebrating my 20th anniversary mm. of running marathons because the Austin Marathon was just this past weekend. Was that first marathon in Austin? It was. It was. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, it was something I never thought that I could do. Mm. And which leads me to this progression into plant-based living because I never dreamed that I could do this either. And in 2008, 2009, by that point, I was way deep into running. I was doing triathlons. I had actually done one full Ironman at the time. And I went and got my, I had my uh, annual blood panel done and my cholesterol was over 300. And <laughs> so my general practitioner said at the time, late 2008, he said, have you ever thought of becoming more vegetarian? And I'm like, no, ew, no, I'm an athlete. That's I'm crazy a, pants. Yeah, that's just, that's ridiculous. It's, I do Ironmans, I need my iron, which means I need my meat. You know, that was, that was yeah. the connection and didn't think anything of it from that point. But spring 2009, I see this book come out and it's written by this, Austin firefighter. Really? Who, Tell me more. Let me see. <laughs> this this gentleman who used to be a professional triathlete. Ha. Huh, and that and has a total me. cholesterol below 150. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know if I ever get there. But <laughs> so I just took it. I, I I started thumbing through the book. I bought the book, of course. I started thumbing through it. And then I start to realize, like, we know a lot of the same people because we're in, you know, we were yeah. in that athletic community. So a lot of the names that you mention in the book, the Jack Murrays of the world, the Elizabeth Cruzes of the world, like the people marshes. that, yes, all these people that went through your pilot program and that in my mind were thriving in athletics, mm. I wanted to emulate them. And so that same spring, 2009, <laughs> Catholic guilt got me and I said, okay, I'm going to do this program for Lent. I'm going to go plant strong yeah. for Lent and see what happens. So I had, I had that blood panel from the fall, and then I took another blood panel after Lent, and my cholesterol had dropped 60 points. I had dropped about 10 pounds. And in the middle of that period, I had done my second full-distance Ironman and had shaved 45 minutes off my time. Mm. And have literally not looked back since. So coming back to me meeting you at, at your house, it was literally in 2009 at one of your old school plant potlucks. strong potlucks that you would have right here where we're sitting today. Yeah. And I came as a fan and, and as a new apostle of the lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, and you also got a, everybody that came to these first potlucks got a bag. An inch and two bag. Do you have your bag? I do. It's it's sitting on your kitchen counter there, right now. I need to grab it because <laughs> this is such a great kind of momentum. It is. Momentum. Look at this. I mean, it's it has held up. And only high quality stuff with yes. plant strong and engine two. And I brought my food over today that we're yeah. going to be preparing. And it's so funny to even think that here yeah. I am on the Plant Strong podcast well, <laughs> to do food prep. Well, I, have, I so couple questions for you. So what has been easier for you, eating plant-based or running a marathon? <laughs> um, you know what? They both require to me the same thing, which is consistency. Mm -hmm. and, and planning. And a little bit of planning. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and a little bit a great of... great comparison. What about uh, 
teamwork? Thank goodness I have that because I know that that's something that a lot of people don't have in Mm -hmm. their corner, which is a partner to help them or a cheerleader or a coach to... And your, your, your husband's all in? All in, yeah, for probably now five or six years. So I, I was going it alone for the first few years. He, I think, you know, like everyone in my family, every time I'd see them, they're like, so you're still doing this like healthy thing, aren't you? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I am. I'm doing this healthy thing. Yeah. So yeah, he's, he's completely on board. And he himself is a long distance triathlete and a marathon runner. And to me now, the lifestyle is so easy. Mm. And it's made easier by not just like your foods that are on the shelves now and completely nutritious and like you don't have to give any of it a second thought but I, I I'm just I'm amazed at the preponderance now of just choices there are out there healthy choices yeah there are out there so what happened is Carrie came over to this house I believe it was right here at this table and she interviewed me for her podcast which is I could never do that. And I think it was about maybe going plant-based. Yeah, it was to celebrate my 10th year. 10th year going plant-based. And Carrie was just, she was dynamic. She was fantastic. Uh, And then I needed some help with the Plant Strong podcast, which I had had been launched for maybe half a year to a year. And so Carrie is officially on the Plant Strong team. She is the producer of the Plant Strong podcast and really is a integral part of making the the podcast what it is today. So super grateful for for that. Thank you, Rip. I love being your uh, affectionately known as your sound girl. Hey, sound girl. Well, but you gave yourself that nickname. I did. I did. Yeah. So today, because we're chewing on all things plants, but I want to give our listeners something of value. And so you're like, you know, Rip, I love my air fryer use it all the time. And the air fryer is something that I have never touched, even though we got one as a Christmas present from James and Susie Cameron about three years ago. And so it's, it's sitting in a shelf somewhere. And I'd love to be inspired to, to take it out and, and really utilize it. So what I want you to do today is inspire me. Why <laughs> in the world should I get an air or should I use this air fryer that I have? And I think you're right, Rebecca, because I think so many of us have this big bulky appliance that we got at Christmas or any other holiday season, and it sits on our counter and it takes up some space, right? It's not it's not a small appliance, but let me tell you, if it delivers, I don't care. It completely <laughs> it completely delivers. Now, mine did not come from James Cameron. <laughs> mine came from Mr. Amazon, I think. So, uh, and we're actually now on our third air fryer. That's how much we use them. What do they and, just go like dead on you? I yeah. I mean, we use it three, well, four that's times a thirty nine dollar air fryer. What do you, I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you expect? Now, just so you know, we're not endorsing any particular no. brand of no. air fryer. Uh, no. Kosori, whatever that is. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I I have never heard of the brand before, and I'm sure it's great. It's held up for us. So, my husband is the one who does yeah. the due diligence of the research in the house. But so. but to me, like off the off the cuff, one of the things that excites me about an air fryer is the fact that you don't have to use oil, which is a absolutely one of our not. big yeah, tenants. Absolutely not. Uh, and the fact that you can do stuff with things you never dreamed of and it comes out and it's absolutely delicious it's crunchy 
um, it, it delivers on a, a, yeah. a number of things. And I think people are just afraid to use it because the, the things that I hear a lot are like, I don't, what temperature do I set it at? How long do I cook this or that? And I, I don't know. I, I'm not writing the recipes because I treat this air fryer like I treat our microwaves. So mm. if I want to microwave something, I pop it in the microwave and I hit a minute. I don't know what temperature they're cooking in my food at in the microwave. I just know that if I take that food out and it's not quite hot enough, I put it back in for 30 more seconds. And that's how I want people to think about the air fryer. Don't be afraid that you have to get the temperature right or the amount of time that you're cooking it right. Just experiment. Have fun. Most of them, if not all of them, have a pause function Mm -hmm. on it so that if you do want to check your food halfway through... You just hit pause and, and, and open the And can the you doors. tell me, like, what's the concept of an air fryer? Does it circulate this warm air? Uh, it's a big convection oven. Yeah, it's essentially it. It's To me, it's like a microwave so, on steroids. You okay, know, so, it's just convection so air. Sh- should we get into some of the... the, the uh, so we have four different dishes that we want to basically create for you yeah. today. Yeah. Uh, you want to go through them one by one? I do. And the reason why I selected these is... One, because it's a variety of food. You can see here on the table in front of us, we have a variety of ingredients, and I've got four different things planned. And the other reason is because none of them are expensive. It's all very economical to your budget, and they're all incredibly nutritious. So I think another thing, particularly from an athletic standpoint, People will ask where I get my protein or where I get this and that. And most of these meals today actually have a great combination of all of the macronutrients. So protein, carbs, and even a little bit of fat in there too. I mean, we're obviously very, very low fat with the diet that we eat, but we need it as, as athletes who are training 10, 15, 20 hours a week. So... The first thing I wanted to start with is this dish over here, which is just polenta, and we've got some spinach on there. So polenta you can get pretty much anywhere, and I we already we buy like the one that's pre-rolled. Yeah. And so Rip just slice them up into. And polenta, for people that don't know, polenta is basically cornmeal. Yeah. Yeah, and it's funny because we used to do polenta all the time and for whatever reason we've gotten away from it but hopefully you're going to inspire me today to want to emulate what you what you do with your polenta yeah and you know we grew up and this was sort of like mush you know that that my mom learned how to make as a first generation italian and you know i'm a little bit like her in that i don't really follow recipes and so i think i'm a lot like our mm. plant strong family as well who's like who gets who can get scared and intimidated by super in-depth recipes so so i just remember she would cook it in butter and yeah, yeah. and put cheese on it and and <laughs> you know it tasted great when you were 10 but but not what i want now when i'm pushing the door of 50 so all i do is cut up these slices and you can make them as thin as you want. You can use a little mandolin slicer if you want. Like I play the mandolin. I should not cut food with a mandolin. That's when dangerous things happen. So I just slice it up into, I don't know, these are like quarter inch, maybe, slices. Yeah. yeah. And I'll just throw five or six of these bad boys in here. And most 
We're, yeah. we're gonna need a little bit more because I can tell you right now we're uh. we're all a little hungry. <laughs> yeah, so we'll just fry these up, and I spread them out in the air fryer. I know that there are different styles of air fryer. This is a basket. Some have trays. Now, on this particular air fryer, we just ignore all these buttons over here on the left. Well, because is that's, that because they're all meat related? Those are all related? just your meat related ones. Yeah. And these are some of their presets that this particular mm. machine ha has built in. So over here on the right, you've got your veggies, you've got your broccoli and carrots and some pie, some plant strong pie, you've got some bread. Uh, I'll be honest with you, once again, I actually don't use any of the presets. As I said before, I just sort of treat this like a microwave. And I know from experience of cooking this this polenta that my preferred temperature is about 370 degrees and so i'm gonna push go. that to 370 15 to 20 minutes for this particular batch of polenta if you've cut it really thin you might want to go on the uh, shorter side of that if you've cut it thicker then i would go on the longer end the other preference that you want to take into consideration is how do you like your polenta do you want it a little more chewy do you want mm. it crispy i like it crispy i like it when it actually gets browned mm. and it and so when i eat it later it actually crisps so we're going to heat that up and what i do afterwards is my husband and i a lot of times you want to start heating it up yeah, it'll, you're going to hear it crank up. Oh, is it going to yep. make up too much? Is it, will it be too loud? It might be a little loud. If it's too loud, let's, we'll just stop yeah. it. Yeah. There we go. You can hear it. Oh, but you know what? This you can is, hear this it crank is, it up. This, what I like about it is this is the air fryer episode. <laughs> I want to have that as the kind of ambient. ambience. Yeah. Wait, the, wait, what's the word? Ambient. Ambient noise. Yeah. Ambient the noise. The ambiance. Yes, yes. The ambiance. So while that's cooking, uh, here are a few options that you can do with it because you probably don't just want a plate of polenta. You can put it over a bed of spinach mm. and you can use a marinara sauce if you want to put over that so almost treating it like your pasta dish your pasta replacement the other thing that we're how we're going to plate it today and how i've really come to enjoy it thank goodness the new plant strong chews and uh, soups and chilies are out is i actually serve it with one of your plant strong soups mm -hmm. or chilies so, so that's the thai carrot chickpea right there in front of me right well we'll we'll figure out what we'll do today but that's that that looks delicious and I yeah. love I love that we've got our greens there we've got our polenta that is kind of you know substantial mm -hmm. kind of calorie rich nutrient rich and then we're going to dress it up with either a stew a chili or just plain marinara depending yeah. upon our mood yep. that's great so that's one dish are you, are you are we good with that one yeah yeah and of course once the show's over we'll show you all of the finished products as well and give you a little taste test of all of them so um so yeah that's the first dish and we use that for dinner i mean that quite often is our dinner um i'm thinking that, that noise has probably <laughs> gotten too loud it, maybe maybe we do okay ax right. it for now and we'll finish that yeah yeah there we go there all right <laughs> <laughs> um so the second thing you're gonna do is a chalupa or a pizza right yeah, super simple. It kind of depends on whether you want a Mexican flair to your meal or if you want an Italian flair to your meals. You got this over here? Yeah, and we've got 
I don't know. Is there an, uh, that yes, knife there over sure there? Yes, there sure is. So this is a corn tortilla. This particular corn tortilla has no oil in it, so it's super nutritious, not a lot of salt in it either. So be on the lookout for those. I think this one came from Trader Joe's, but there are many brands and companies that you can find. And for this iteration, I'm going to make it more Mexican flair because I'm craving a chalupa. So you can use a whole wheat tortilla as well or any other whole grain tortilla. I just know that these cook up quite nicely in the air fryer. And right here, I've got a can of refried black beans. If that's not your jam, you can use regular refried beans. Or if you don't want refried, you can just use regular beans on here as well. So that looks so that to me looks really delicious. You usually put what two in at a time, or can you fit three? About two in two. this particular size. So that looks yeah. amazing. And then I would probably throw on some diced green onions, um, maybe a little avocado, and then some salsa. Yep. Oh, yep. That Anything that you would dress up. A taco salad or a taco or yeah. your fajitas so you know your firehouse chili you could easily just if you don't want all of the liquid from the actual soup portion i scoop out some of the ingredients in there that are already in there mm-hmm. you got your whole black beans and your corn and it's got a kick to it already so you could throw that on top of it you can put more greens i often like to buy those mini sweet peppers Mm-hmm. Like the mm-hmm. red, orange, and yellow mini peppers. Slice those up, put them on top. I just put them in the air fryer. I like to default to the 350 degrees quite a bit. And because this is a super thin tortilla, I cook it for about 8 to 10 minutes. Take it out and see what the consistency is. If it's a little too chewy or if you have noticed that the ingredients on top haven't quite finished cooking... Put it back in for three or four more minutes, mm. and you have a nutritious and just a well-balanced meal that has <clears throat> carbohydrate, vegetables, a little bit of protein. All plant-based beans, meals are, are well-balanced. They're all, yeah. I mean, you don't have to work hard to get this. It's just no, funny that no. as athletes, it is the question that we get all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And you don't, don't fret for one second. You're just going to get the perfect balance of the macros protein, the carbohydrates, the fats, and then to boot, you're going to be getting just an insane amount of the phytonutrients, the antioxidants, fiber, vitamins, minerals, everything that we need as as athletes that are taxing our body. Yeah. And, you know, I'm coming at this from an athletic lens because that's one of my quote unquote identities in life, but you don't have to think that way at all. I mean, this is just great for anyone in the family. Kids love taco night. So I know that the Esselstons are awesome about doing their taco bars at their house. So you can set it up the same and you create your own little chalupa or create your own pizza. Similar concept if you wanted to use a whole wheat tortilla or even this corn tortilla and make it pizza style. Right, right. You know, marinara and then pick your ingredients on top, cook it just the same, sprinkle a little uh, nutritional yeast on top. So a little mini pizza. mini pizza night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's great. Great snacks, great <clears throat> meals. And to me, it's, it's teaching people how to quote unquote cook without a ton of mess. Mm. So there's not much to clean up. You don't have a bunch of pots, pans, and dishes. And it's... It's simple and fun, and you get to be the recipe creator at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah. 
I like that a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, are we ready to move on? Yeah. So that's your <laughs> that's your chalupa, which is right now just a tortilla with a slather of that will be a lot beans. a lot more <laughs> very easily. Yes. So number three that I have on the list is potato skins, and we were inspired by a woman who we just had on the podcast last week, uh, yeah. Carly Bodrug. And wow, what a what a whippersnapper, and uh, and very scrappy too. Scrappy, yeah, that is <laughs> that, that is her brand. That is very unbrave for her. And she mentions this particular food and concoction in your episode with her. And I loved that episode because mm. it made you think so differently about food waste and yeah. all the things that we just throw away. And guilty as charged, I probably eat. 12 bananas a week, you know, easily because I love bananas. Wait, 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 wait. And you're you're not throwing out those banana peels, are you? Uh, I am not anymore, thanks to Carly. I am <laughs> I am composting. We are using it for fertilizer. I have yet to try doesn't she, air fry. Doesn't them. she turn them into like banana peeled tempeh bacon? Something, what? yeah. Like as, yeah. She, as she said, it's a line. It's, I'm not that, there yet. <laughs> that is a bit of a stretch, yeah, yeah. but I'm going to try it. Yeah. I'm going to try it. But one of the things that she <laughs> did mention that was a little more that accessible. we'll share with you right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, is potato skins. And yeah. I think we've all heard in the past, and if not, we'll tell you that the potato skins are actually the most nutritious portion of the potato. I've heard that. Yeah. I have heard that. Yeah. And these are nice washed potato skins. So all we did here was prior to the recording, we just peeled a couple of russet potatoes, just plain white potatoes. Yep. And I have sprinkled some nooch, some nutritional yeast on top. And I am going to follow Carly's instructions. I'm not putting anything else on these, but I'm going to throw them in the air fryer here for... You know, again, because they're nice and thin, we're probably going to go seven, eight minutes. I was thinking 15 at 350. Ah! <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no. All right. So that I love that. Yeah. So, uh, and I can't wait to try it. Yeah. Are we ready to move on now? Yep. So oh. that was a good snack. Okay. So I wanted you to hit me with a dessert. And so you have a dessert prepared, an air fryer dessert. Yeah, I can't wait to hear about it. What do you got planned? <laughs> well, I mentioned it on our team call earlier today, and it raised some eyebrows, but I assure you it's delicious. So we're going to take a tortilla, corn tortilla, whole wheat tortilla, and hmm. we're going to slather it with hummus. And you can make your own hummus, of course, oil-free, preferred. This happens to be the Cedars No Fat, No Oil hummus. And we're going to slather that on that tortilla. And then we sliced some apples. You can use red apples. You can use green apples. This is a little yellow apple. And we're going to put that on top, sprinkle some cinnamon on that, and we're going to heat that up for probably 12 minutes or so. I don't know. I'm kind of making up the times now because... Yeah, the hummus. You kind of lost me with the hummus. The hummus with the apples with the cinnamon. I'll to, I'll try it, but I'm like, oh, if it was like a chocolate hummus, or if it was a um, like peanut butter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this will be. You've never dipped like hum apples and hummus before. I, I haven't. 
I haven't. It just to me seems like the perfect snack, and it is. It's it is the the uh, the apples give it that huh. tart sweetness to it, which makes it a little desserty with yeah. the cinnamon on top. So it's it's great. I so. guess I guess I've been boring. I just kind of do you know the the carrots and the bell peppers and the tomatoes, but mm-hmm. never the apples. Trust me, I'm here to tell you, I love peanut butter. I it is if I could choose one food in life to eat every day, all day, it would be peanut butter. Um, But (laughs) I like it a little too much some days. So I didn't use peanut (laughs) butter here. So because it there's a lot of fat in peanut butter. Yeah. A lot of fat. So I think I think what we're gonna do is we're gonna actually talk about maybe some athletic stuff yeah, yeah wow and then we're going to cook this stuff and then we'll come back and then we'll show you what the finished dishes look like we'll even sample it and we'll be completely honest if it's really really good or if it is a thumbs down um so let's do that okay that sounds good yeah so um moving to sports okay tell me what are your favorite sports oh you know, not to, um, not to watch, but to com- okay. compete in. You know, as a triathlete, you have to be relatively proficient in swimming, biking, and running. Of those three, I love running. Rip, I don't know how you can swim so much and be so good at it. It is the most elusive sport to me. Uh. I have tried and tried, and I have taken lessons. I've gone to master's classes, and I will always be in that middle of the pack washing machine at the start of a race, like right where everybody is. Yeah. So I can't get out front and yeah. I'm not coming out in last, but man. No, it's never, it's, I can tell you this. I haven't had too many races where I was caught in that washing machine where it's just elbows and buttholes, right? Yeah. And, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it's, and it's not fun, right? When you're just bumping into people, you're trying to breathe, you're, uh, you're going into some sort of you know, anaerobic you know, debt. It's just not pretty. Mm-mm. Luckily, I'm usually in the front, so I don't have to deal with that. Um, but I would tell you for like, if you're not a great swimmer, just like either literally go off way on the side. Don't worry about taking the, the shortest lines yeah. to the yeah. buoys. And that to me is, it's a much more pleasant experience if you're not going for the age group win. Right. And right. just enjoy yourself as opposed to getting to too intense with it all it can be i feel like that's what stops a lot of potential i mean people that are listening or watching right now are like god i'd love to do a triathlon but the swim yeah 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 the open and and, and it's not you don't have a pool you're in open water Mm -hmm. and so typically that's a whole nother stumbling block and hurdle and you know mind melt for a lot of people because you don't have a wall anywhere nearby you can't pace yourself appropriately you got all the people that are you know kicking you yeah um, and lord knows what's underneath the water in well, certain yeah, bodies of water <laughs> yeah we just we don't want our minds to go there yeah. 99.999 percent of the time you're gonna be fine yes right? of course yeah. of course yeah. but to me i i i love yeah. triathlon because i like the multi-sport aspect of it yeah i love there's something about the balance of it too it's i it's just fun because yeah. i don't get i don't get bored yeah. or overuse injuries Yep. Um, by running too much, for instance. Huge advantages there. And plus, it's you don't have to stay as motivated because just the, the balance of going swimming, oh, I'm going to swim today, I'm going to bike and run tomorrow, and then I'm just going to run, and I'm just going to bike. And I'm, it just kind of, it's easier to stay motivated, yes. I find. Yep. 
Yep. Like this morning, um, I swam with my master's group from seven to eight. There were six people per lane. It was oh just because gosh. just because people love the energy, the vibe. This is a really great group. Uh, we love the coaches that go there. Um, and, uh, you know, I do it six mornings a week now. I mean, that's fantastic. I, I belong to the Y, uh, the YMCA downtown, and the etiquette is so different at various pools yeah. you go to because you just said that there are six people per lane, which means you're, circle, you're circle swimming. swimming, which is the proper etiquette. And it allows people to pass. It allows more people in the pool. I mean, it's really great, except, again, as somebody who's a mediocre swimmer or maybe somebody who's a weak swimmer, it's very, very intimidating because you don't want to be the one holding people back. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be the one slowing the interval down. Um, And so, like, at the Y, very few people will circle swim uh, in the non-master's classes because they're just too intimidated or they or they don't know so you end up splitting a lane with somebody often or waiting for a lane because people don't want to circle so like i say all that and again the the lesson i think to extrapolate to the audience is like don't let your fear stop you from starting something that sounds fun Mm -hmm. and or that sounds interesting, or that sounds new. And it comes back to what we said mm-hmm. right at the beginning of this episode, which is just find consistency mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in whatever you're trying to do. Yeah, and then I, w- I would also say, I mean, fear is okay, but just try and understand it, and then push through it, and then that's, so. I mean, that that's a great accomplishment. Yeah, right? I, mean, I mean, that's what uh, fear is. Fear... <laughs> Fear is to protect us from bad things happening. So I've tried to change my relationship with fear and intimidation of when I feel it and I've got that fight or flight feeling, I try to acknowledge like, thank you. Thank you for being here to protect me. I'm going to ignore you right now. (laughs) I got to keep going. I got to keep doing this. Yeah. Well, there's legitimate fear to me and then there's kind of false fears. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we, we watched uh, Harry Potter 6 yesterday, and there were some kind of scary scenes in there. And so um, our seven-year-old insisted on sleeping in our bed <laughs> because she didn't want any hands coming up and grabbing her, right, from, yeah. under, from underneath her bed. Yeah. Um, and so, but, so what else re- regarding, like, maybe starting a, a routine for people that are out there? I think back to when I had moved to Austin, and as I said, I was at my low point, high point weight, low point in life. I was bound and determined to make a change, and I knew it needed to be a change for the better. So I joined a running group in Austin Mm. called Austin Fit, and it was great. And it's the group that got me to the finish line of that first marathon. And I met some of the most inspirational, motivational, positive people. I didn't even know those people existed, quite Mm, honestly. And yet, the very first day of our very first practice, I had paid my money, and our very first practice was to go run a two-mile time trial. Oh. Right? (laughs) Right? And I was about 60 or 70 pounds heavier than I am now. And I... and, And... there were at least 900, 1,000 people there. It was a big group at the time, huge. 
and then we were all it was day one of Austin Marathon training. So every everyone's nervous. And I got so nervous that fight or flight syndrome kicked in that I just left. I didn't mm. even run the two miles. I was mm. so scared, Rip, that I was going to come in last place mm. or that I would be kicked out of the group or, you know, whatever worst case scenario I implanted in my brain in that moment that I just left. And man, that was a rough week for me because I, I beat myself up so much from like failing at that. Mm. And I did show up though the second weekend. I did show up didn't have to run a two-mile time trial. We just were like doing a little run-walk thing with with the group that I sort of placed myself into. And that was the start to me of this journey that I'm at now, Mm. 20 years later, that I love and embrace every day. I can't imagine a day without movement in my life of some form. So the the lesson, yeah. And so so from that time how many years ago was that 20 okay 20 years ago you got so intimidated that you left uh, and you didn't do that two mile time trial and now you've done seven ironmans countless marathons ultra distance runs Mm -hmm. you name it yeah that's that's pretty you've really conquered that fear and and how i did it was i just kept showing up And I feel like when you're trying to make this lifestyle change as well, whether it's exercise or completely overhauling the way you eat, it starts the same way. Mm -hmm. It's if you mess up, great. Try it again tomorrow. Keep, keep doing it. No one's perfect. You know, there are, there are days where I have gone out and I have run 10, 12 miles and I'd eaten nasty food the night before and maybe had a glass of wine too many. I mean, like, it. Th- I'm not Scott Jurek, right? Like, I'm not, like, the amazing, skinny, vegan, ultra-running girl. Like, I don't eat perfectly all of the time. Always plant-based. And and I give it my best intention, but, like, I, I've learned to just stop beating myself up uh-huh. if I do something that's... How was, how was, how was the... Carrie Barrett from 20 years ago that was 60, 70 pounds heavier um, changed. Not so much like, you know, getting out and doing athletic events and stuff like that, but as far as how you how you see yourself, maybe your your confidence, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, it has definitely changed my confidence level a lot. And I believe you said this on the podcast where, or I know you've said this before, where when it came time for you to write a book mm. and it came time for you to leave the firehouse and start your own thing, you too had that same, who, who am I? Right, right. Who am I to write a cookbook? Who am I to start a food line? Who am I to become this healthy eating advocate? And then the more you did it and the more people bought into it because you, you are authentic. <laughs> and then it turned into why not me? Mm-hmm. And I, I feel the same way in many respects. I'm not leading yet. <laughs> I'm not leading a team of people. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not doing the things that you're doing, but when it comes time to re- reaching out to you to, 
to, for me to interview you. I was scared to death to ask Rip Esselstyn for an interview. I had seen you speak a bunch of times. I'd come to your potlucks. I have your autographed books. But when it came time to reach out to ask you to be on my podcast a couple years ago, I was like, oh, if he says no, then my hopes are dashed. And like, but, but then I started thinking, why not me? Yeah. Why not me? Yeah. And like where it's led. Yeah. Huh? Yes. Now I'm cooking for you in your kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> Hummus and apples. Yeah. Is that stuff done yet? <laughs> Let's try it. Let's see if it is. We, but <laughs> um, Yeah, yeah. But speaking of, of, of all this, I'm sure you guys have been out seeing 5K, 10K marathons, half marathons, where we see all these people that are wearing these T-shirts that says fueled by beef. Right. And so um, we're going to start a plan strong, I guess. Team plan strong, baby. Team, team plan strong. In answer to team beef, keep your eyes out for more information uh, on what you can do to wear the, to proudly wear the team plan strong jerseys at uh, running events, triathlon events. Anything. anything. Yeah. Any, any sport or activity that, that you engage in, and that you are so proud to be repping this lifestyle, we are cooking up behind the scenes right now a way for you to proudly show off mm-hmm. your affiliation with with Rip and his brand. And um, I, I feel this movement. I feel it. I've been wanting yeah. it for a long time, and I'm so excited that it's going to be happening. Yeah, we are too. And the other thing I'd like to say before we kind of wrap things up here is the great thing about well, being a human being and eating this way, but also being an athlete and eating this way, is you just get to eat copious <laughs> amounts of this plant-strong delectability. And, um, and I kind of let my weight be my, my guide as far as, oh, I've eaten too much or I haven't eaten enough. I know my fighting weight where I want to be. And, uh, and typically, you know, it's funny how I have found over the years that because I'm eating whole plant-based foods that aren't adulterated with too much salt, sugar, and fat, that you just kind of eat until you're comfortably full. You kind of have a, a much more of a nuanced, sophisticated kind of sense of when you're done, right? Yep. And, and then you're done. Um, you're typically not overeating as much, undereating. It's just kind of that Goldilocks. I mean, have you have you found that to be the case? I have, yeah. I definitely definitely have. And uh, my husband and I were talking just in the car on the way over here. And you always hear athletes, plant based athletes, say, "Oh, it's I've recovered faster, and I can get right back at it." And I think that's true. I don't know. I ha- you know, it's been thirteen years now for me, and and um, mm-hmm. so I that would be anecdotal. Yes, I mean, I I'm still at it, and I'm still knocking back paces that make me happy, and so I do attribute that to a good plant strong diet however i do know when if we go out for dinner at a restaurant and eat a plant-based meal i know instantly that it's loaded with oil because Mm. you can just feel it in your joints and i wake up the next morning or if it's have if it has so much sodium you feel hung over and i i can't get my rings off you know right now my rings are coming off like you you just you feel Ooh. puffy and swollen and you just don't feel great. So that to me, when I feel that way, 
we almost set ourselves up for it when we decide to go out to dinner. We're like, okay, here we go. Let's take one for the team. You know, <laughs> got to celebrate Valentine's Day. And, um, and, and we end up paying for it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it is, and we're learning more and more and more how many athletes are flocking to kind of a plant-strong uh, kind of lifestyle because what it can do for, as you, you just mentioned, what it can do for your recovery time. This is the most anti-inflammatory diet that's, that's out there. Again, you're flooding your system with all these all these substances that are going to fight back oxidative stress, DNA damage. Um, you know, as athletes, we are, we're running these engines pretty darn hard. Mm-hmm. And so we are creating a lot of free radicals, a lot of oxidative stress. And so it is imperative that we fuel ourselves with leafy greens, polenta, you know, black beans, hummus, fruits, vegetables, you know, whole, whole intact grains, potato skins, and these are going to take care of us and allow us to recover faster, uh, find our ideal fighting weight for, for competition, or just training in general. Um, and, uh, and I love, too, the fact that when you're eating this way, because you're eating probably on average 50 to 75 grams of fiber, you're not constipated, you're very, very regular, and so you're always feeling light and unencumbered, and you're ready to get after it and go for that run, that bike, that swim. Uh, and then if you have to go, you go. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever? Yeah. 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 So it's, yeah. it's all good. Yeah. No, I'm, I am so grateful, Rip, you know, to publicly say, and I know I speak on behalf of the Plant Strong Nation in, in a big hearty thank you to you and your family for everything that you do on a day-to-day basis to just keep spreading this message. And, Mm. you know, thanks to your father for taking the beatings, you know, back when he first started extolling these, these virtues and people didn't want to listen. And I think now it's become very apparent that people are taking notice and taking heed and you just have to keep trying and, to me, almost relish the imperfection at first, and mm. and and relish the opportunity to try new things. Um, who 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 goes out and gets polenta on a daily basis? You know, no, not many people. But like, this is your opportunity. Who makes cauliflower in the air fryer? Not many people, but we we sure do. So mm. just embrace it. Em- embrace getting to know this air fryer that you got for the holidays and it has sat in the box. Rip, I have challenged you and I hope I've inspired you to get yours out of the box from James Cameron. Uh, <laughs> we all can't direct the Titanic, but we can all mm-hmm. use the air fryer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it, since we're yesterday was President's Day, yes. I think it's only appropriate that we end with a quote from JFK. And uh, it is, every accomplishment starts with the decision to try. And so I just think every day, right, make, make that part of your life, right? Decide. Yeah. <laughs> to decide yeah. to try. Decide to try. Something that gets you out of your comfort zone. Maybe you're a little fearful. And on the other side of that, there's so much 
there's so much joy, there's so much uh, gratitude, um, and I think self-growth. A lot. That, that many of us are just, uh, as we get older, we kind of shy away from. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um, all right, there you go. Get out there and do it, and I will see so many of you at events over the next couple of years, and... As the person who produces the Plant Strong podcast every week and gets to hear Rip's voice before anyone else and gets to hear his lovely guest before anyone else, and I just want to say thank you for making the time to do these episodes, to mm-hmm. educate and inspire and um, really, really hone in on this mission of making plants accessible to everyone. Well, right back at you. Thanks for the passion that you have brought to the podcast um, for helping me to become a better podcaster. Um, and uh, I look forward to many more years. All right. Plant strong. Okay, plant gang, we're going to fire up the air fryer and put these simple recipes from Carrie to the test. If you want to see some before and after photos, as well as videos, and see our honest reactions, head on over to plantstrongpodcast.com. Or you can watch the full episode on YouTube. We'll also put the ingredients and the recipes in the show notes as well. Thanks so much. Mm